Hi guys, welcome back to People in Progress. This is episode six and today we are talking back to school season. This episode is going to be how to live your best life at university. And now a quick preface, I am going to be talking about university and college in this video, but I do really think this video would be helpful for anyone going back to school, no matter what stage of schooling you're in. But a lot of the tips are going to be specific to people either going back to university or college or people starting university or college. And I just want to get into some of my university experiences and my schooling experiences so you know where I'm coming from throughout this episode. So first of all, I went to seven different schools throughout my schooling um, in terms of like preschool to high school. I went to a bunch of different types of schools. I went to, you know, both private and public school all girls and co-ed. I went to boarding school, day school, uh, school in different countries, the UK, Australia. I went to Christian school. I went to secular school. I went to an art school. I went to very sporty schools. I've been to every type of school there is basically. I hope the audio sounds good. The first minute or so might be a bit funny. I was just fixing the audio then. So hopefully it sounds a lot better and I could make it sound pretty good in post. But um, yeah, all that to say about all the different schools I went to, basically what I'm saying is I have a lot of experience going to new schools, moving to new places, uh, getting introduced to new academic environments, I guess meeting people in an academic setting, you know, diving into different types of academic settings, learning I don't know, just facing new kind of schooling environments, if that makes sense. And then as well as the seven schools I went to, I also went to two different universities. So I went to the University of Sussex, which is in Brighton in the UK for my first year of university. And then I actually transferred to the University of Leeds, which is up north in the UK in Yorkshire. And I went there for my second and third year of university. Like I said, I have a lot of experience moving to new schools and entering new stages of education. I think I'm qualified to tell you guys how to live your best life at university. And just quickly before we get into talking a little bit more, I just want to apologise if you can hear that I'm a little bit ill. I'm okay but my voice just sounds like a little bit croaky. It might actually be nice a little bit ASMR for the podcast but yeah. If it's annoying, I'm so sorry. It'll be back to normal next week. And that is also why the podcast is a day late because it is hard to speak at the minute. (laughs) But I've got tea, I've got water, I've had lozenges, and we are gonna get this podcast up. Anyway, let's quickly talk about my start to university and why I'm doing this episode, basically. My first year of university was an interesting one. I went in, I don't know, I was just very young. I went to university at 17, so everyone else was kind of a year older than me, and in my sixth form in high school, I was always the youngest because I did move up a year when I moved from Australia to the UK. I did have a lot of I had some good experiences but honestly I didn't have the best time. Covid hit during that year, we had a lot of strikes, I didn't have a lot of classes. I also had some good experiences but not a healthy mindset, I wasn't in a good place. Just in general I was surrounding myself with people who didn't align with me and also I was living an unbalanced lifestyle. Now if you are 17, 18 listening to this and you are already on your path to living your best self and self-improvement journey I'm so proud of you because I wish I was in that mindset when I was that young but uh it wasn't until my second and third year of university that I think I really got to this place where I started working on myself I would say it was January 
2020 that I started my self-improvement journey and then it really kicked in in probably September 2020. If you're the age I was then, I'm proud of you for at least starting the journey before I did. Yeah, my second year was really focused on making meaningful connections, being a bit more social, getting back out there after COVID. And then my third year was very focused on living a more balanced lifestyle, uh, looking for opportunities and then obviously very academic focus because that was my last year of university. Overall, I think my third year is where I really started to get to like who I am now, obviously maturing and then obviously look at the end of university. I was just focused on living my best life. Also for context, I went to UK university. So if some of these tips don't apply to you because you go to like an American university or a Canadian university, college rather, apologies, but I do think they're really well-rounded tips and do keep listening because there is a lot of good in here. There is a lot of just general tips we're talking about we're going to get into a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about how to get the most out of your university experience how to live a balanced lifestyle at university how to make friends at university how to deal with living in shared accommodation or with other people so much stuff but before we get into that let's get into the segments for today's episode Okay, so what is progressing my life? Because this is only the sixth episode, I kind of want to explain that quickly. Obviously, this is the People in Progress podcast. We are talking about things that are improving our life, current favourites, but we're using the word progress because it's the People in Progress podcast. So what is sort of moving our lives forward? What are we enjoying at the minute? What is working for us? For me, it definitely has to be getting back into routine after traveling. I'm going to talk about how I've been away for a while in a second. But the other day, I was actually filming my travel reset video that is going to come out on YouTube uh, just a couple days after this podcast comes out. So keep an eye out for that. And I was actually editing that today. I just did that and I felt so grounded. I speak about this a lot in the video, but I've never done a proper travel reset. And I was just so happy to do it. I really felt like I was so much more grounded when I got back. I was ready, I was prepared, I got so much done. And I think that really worked for me and I wanna focus on doing that or a mini version of that every time I come back from a trip. In the travel reset, I obviously unpacked, I cleaned, we fixed some house stuff. I got so much done. So yeah, check out my YouTube video, which is coming out. I think it's on Friday this week to know a little bit more about that. It's been really good. I will get into what I have written down on my notes down there, but I have to say right now, it's being ill. It's this sore throat. It is so hard. I am feeling so productive. I have so much cool content I wanna make for you guys but talking is hard and talking is a lot of what I do so I'm trying my best but it's really holding me back at the minute the other thing I've written down is feeling tired so when I first got back I was really jet lagged from the UK and I stopped by New York before I came back to Ottawa and I was waking up so early I was up at like 6am every morning obviously because I was jet lagged but I was like I'm gonna lean into the jet lag and I definitely still am and I'm feeling like a little bit more of not a morning person because I don't love that word but I'm waking up earlier I'm loving the mornings the issue is I've got really back into my reading since I've come back and I'm just like loving being home and I'm not going to sleep early enough I'm either waking up early like I want to but I'm so tired especially when I first got back you know you just get this post-travel like exhaustion I was so tired I was like falling asleep at my desk um or I'm staying up too late and then I'm sleeping in too much which isn't the vibe I want so I need to work on just like going to sleep early which I am it's going okay but I just don't want to feel tired anymore I want to feel productive hopefully we'll get better soon especially I'll feel way better after I'm not ill anymore that would be so good actually drinking a Ribena right now 
and it's because I went to the British import store in Ottawa and I just love Ribena. The colour of it is gorgeous. It tastes so good. Why isn't it so popular everywhere? I don't know, the colour, even though it's like a cool drink, it's such a good like full transition drink because it's nice and cool and you can have it with ice. But to me, like black currant tastes very like autumnal and the colour is just very vibey. Like I need a nail polish that is that colour. Anyway, talking about random stuff, we're going to get into my life update. So like I've been mentioning, I've been away for a long time. I haven't recorded the podcast for almost two months, which is crazy. Uh, I haven't recorded a YouTube video for almost two months, which is also like even more crazy. I was in the UK. I was in London, Cambridge, Durham, Guildford. And then I also went to New York. Oh, and Leeds, obviously Leeds. I was everywhere. Um, bit of a skip from New York to Leeds, but I had a whole travel recap here, which I really want to tell you guys about. But this episode is super, super long. And so I was like, I'm just going to do a short little recap about my life recently. And then next episode, which is, do I spoil it? Next episode is going to be my ultimate guide to Cozy Girl Fall, which get excited because it is going to be so good. I'm going to do my full travel recap in that episode and it won't be anything crazy. I'll just tell you guys about what I got up to. I thought you guys might want to hear about what I've been up to and what I was traveling for and like everything I was doing. So keep an eye out for that in the next episode. But recently I had my first event as an influencer. Oh gosh, it was like three days ago. It was, it feels like a lifetime ago now. I was like, oh, last week. No, it was like three days ago. It wasn't an influencer event. It was a normal event in Ottawa. It was a pride event at the Museum of Nature, which was so cool. But I was invited as an influencer. I had a plus one, which was obviously Jake. And I had like a media pass and it was so cool. I had such a good time. And I just love sharing events like this with my audience. This is what I've always wanted to share like what is going on, local stuff, uh, local businesses. Obviously, I don't know if the museum is like a business, it's like a not-for-profit, I guess, but what is going on like where I am? And I think moving to Ottawa, I was just so excited because there is such a like stigma around Ottawa about how it's boring and I just totally disagree. And I have such a passion for sharing like how much I love Ottawa. And I think, especially on TikTok, I'm really going to do that. And I think businesses and like local stuff is really seeing that. And I'm starting to get invited to some stuff and I've got some really cool, exciting stuff coming up for you guys. And yeah, just keep an eye on my other social media platforms as well, because there is a lot of cool stuff coming up. Yeah, I just want to say I love the Ottawa influencer community. There are a lot of really cool like content creators and influencers and people who are sharing amazing stuff, whether it's about Ottawa or just they happen to live here. I just love the community here and I feel really valued as a part of the community, which is so lovely. And I had a really good time at that event. And the last thing for these segments is my current read. I'm around 70 to 80% into Hook, Line and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. I read it happened one summer last month. No, last year. <laughs> so last summer. And I'm actually really, really enjoying the sequel to it. I don't know why I left it a year. Well, I do because I wanted to read it in summer. And the other day I picked up what I thought was going to be a cute, short summer rom-com and it was not it was a summer romance but it was not what I thought it was like heart-wrenching I was sobbing this thing gave me like an existential crisis so after all that I was like okay I need a true summer rom-com and who is better at books that are gonna make me happy than Tessa Bailey so I picked up this one and it's doing exactly what I needed it to do it's a really good read and I want to see if I can maybe obviously finish this one and maybe do one or two more summer rom-coms before 
we really, really, really get into fall. Um, because I haven't done a ton of like summer rom-com reading this summer. I find when I'm traveling, like on the planes, I read a lot. But if I'm like doing stuff, I'm often too tired to read more than like a chapter a night. So I've been kind of slacking on my reading. And yeah, there's a lot of summer books I want to read. So I'm going to see if I can pick up a couple before it gets like nice, chilly, cold weather. But my autumn TBR is growing. It is so big. I've got so many books I want to read for autumn and I'm really excited. So yeah, just excited for books. It's going to be so good. This is going to be a long podcast. So get a cup of tea, sit down, enjoy, put this on in the background of whatever you're doing, whether you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcast. I hope you're ready to sit down with me and learn how to live your best life at university, whether you're starting university or whether you're going back. I hope you're going to have the best year and let's get into it. This isn't just important if you're starting university because I, I had heard all the things I had, you know, everyone said, join a club, do all this stuff. And I really tried in my first year, but do you know what? It just didn't work out for me. And I'll get into my experience with all that kind of stuff in a second. But sometimes you need to rehear this and you need to re-remember because in my second year, I started to get into it. But my third year is where I made the most of it. So this is a reminder, no matter what year of university you're in, it's not just clubs and extracurricular, like the stuff you've heard before, but we are going to start off with that. So get involved with clubs, activities, extracurriculars, societies, opportunities, events, and some ways you're going to do this. First of all, if you're in a bathroom, if you're in the union, if you're walking around your campus, keep an eye out for posters. There are tons of posters advertising stuff. Trust me, I put up the posters. They are there for a reason. Keep an eye on your emails for events, research opportunities, positions within the school there is a lot of cool stuff on there and I know it's overwhelming to check your emails but it is a good habit for postgrad to get into so yeah check your emails go to orientation week go to freshers fair even if you're not a fresher even if you're not a first year also for context if you're not British fresher is just freshman like first year so if I say fresher that's what I mean check out everything your university has to offer you're paying a lot of money I know you are um, if you're not, like, congratulations, but you should still get your money's worth from the university. And let's quickly talk about my experience at university with making the most of it. So in my first year, I desperately tried to join clubs and societies, but I just couldn't find any that either worked for me, they were on at times that didn't work for me, or I wasn't into them. And I I also wanted to join the Sociology Society, but the University of Sussex didn't actually have one. So me and some other girls tried to start one, but then they kind of flaked and I was the only one who really wanted to. So that kind of fell away and then COVID happened. And then I did end up joining this like journalism club. We'll call it that. It's a bit, it's well known in the UK, so I won't like name and shame. And to be honest, I think it was pretty toxic. It was not for me in the long term, but even that, which I look back on and laugh now, even that was really good for my experience. So even a bad club is better than knowing no one. But in my first year, I did also become course representative, basically where at the end of term, I took feedback from students and I presented this to the school, any problems, any good things, any bad things. I tried to work with the school and find solutions. So I did this. I believe in every year of my degree, I was a course representative of some kind and this was really fulfilling. 
it's really tough but I felt like I was fighting for something that I believed in and especially during COVID it was hard but I felt like I was doing a good job and yeah it's also really good for your CV but the best thing I ever did at university was Sock Sock. Now if you have watched my YouTube channel at all you might have heard about Sock Sock especially if you watched while I was in my third year of university but Sock Sock is Sociology Society at the University of Leeds and in my third year they put out a thing because basically Sock Sock had died during COVID and there was one girl who was the treasurer but she was the only person there and you need four people to have a society and she rounded up these four people and I was one of them and I became the president of Sock Sock and this was the best thing I ever did. I got so much experience, it's some of the first social media I did like that wasn't my own. Um, I was making graphics, I was planning events, I was doing speeches, I was, you know, setting up all this stuff and I was so passionate about it. I still am so passionate about it, uh, especially since I had like a rough time in my first year and I found it so hard to meet people. I made Sock Sock everything. If you studied anything to do with sociology, I wanted to guarantee you would have social events, study groups, balls, you would have the perfect university experience. But you know, you don't need me there to tell you. You can do this too. You can do this for other people. And I don't know, I just met the best people. I had the best time. It was so fulfilling. Also, it is great for your CV to, you know, join a society. And I had other friends who I really encouraged to be on the committee for societies and clubs. They said they found it really good as well. So if you can get involved in that capacity, I highly recommend it. The next thing to get the most out of your university experience is to advocate for yourself and get the education you deserve. Now, this is a bit deep for tip number two. I probably should have put this later, but you guys know. Basically have to stand up for yourself. If there is a club that you want to join that doesn't exist, make it. If you're not happy with your teachers or your classes, speak up, talk to someone, email someone. If there's a group of you or just you who aren't happy, talk to your course representative and your student representative. And most importantly, speak up in class. You're paying a lot of money to be there. If you're not speaking up in class, I don't know what you're doing. You know, there are reasons people don't, but it infuriates me when the teacher asks a question and I was the only one that was talking. And do you know what? I got the most out of my education. I had the best time. I felt fulfilled. I felt like I learned so much. And I don't know I just don't know why people don't speak in class because we're all there for the same reason you signed up for this degree you're paying for this degree you'll feel so fulfilled you will feel so I don't know intellectual you get to discuss things but anyway overall with advocating for yourself if you don't speak up the answer will always be no you will always feel disappointed because if you are expressing grievances just to yourself and your friends then nothing will ever change you have to speak up for yourself and you have to advocate for yourself next thing to make the most of your university experience is to manage your expectations and this is particularly for first years stay away from stories and social media if you can and I don't mean all social media just maybe your friends social media for the first couple of weeks because everyone looks like they're having a good time and I know this because I looked like I was having a good time and I wasn't having a good time. My Instagram would suggest otherwise. <laughs> it looks like they're having an amazing time at university and sometimes seeing everyone with all their new friends and all these parties and, you know, having a great time and seeing their lovely campus and everything like that can make you feel really shit. And sometimes you just need to focus on yourself and not compare yourself to others because trust me it's not all sunshine and roses for them as well I'm sure and also you need to manage your expectations in terms of people you are not going to love everyone you meet and I think there's kind of an expectation that you might meet your best friends at university and 
in the long run I have met the most incredible people at university but I've also met incredible people before and after university it is not be all end all and I also didn't meet any of my closest friends that I still have till today until second year so yeah just manage your expectations with that manage your expectations with your grades especially again in first year when you first get your first grade back this is a completely new education system compared to high school Um, or if you're going to high school it's completely different from where you were before any year it is a different set of expectations and your first couple grades are you learning you're figuring it all out so yeah just don't beat yourself up if your first grade isn't what you expect it to be. And my last tip in this little section of the episode is don't wait for other people. And now I don't mean this in like a physical way, like do be polite, do wait for other people, other people are struggling. Like if you're going out with someone, just give them five minutes, you can wait for them. I mean that in the way that, for example, how I was saying earlier, how I wanted to create a sociology society, but the other girls around me were being flaky. And obviously at that time I let it go, But in the long run, I wasn't waiting for other people to tell me what to do, to allow me to create a society. If there was an event I wanted to go to, if I didn't have someone to come with me, obviously that makes it easier, but sometimes you just have to go by yourself. If there's a class you wanna take, don't wait for your friends to sign up, do it yourself. Because on the other side of university, of high school, of anything, it's just you. All you have is yourself, all you have is your own experiences so don't wait for other people to allow you to do what you want to do let's get into the next bit of living your best life at university you know university is scary but it is also a chance for personal growth university or school no matter what stage you're in I guarantee will change you as a person. We're gonna be in a situation where you are learning so much about the world, about yourself, about other people, about the way you think. And to be honest, you are not always right. No one is always right. And the truth you believe might not be everyone's truth. So what I'm saying is you need to embrace a flexible mindset, a mindset of growth. Because something is correct for you, just because you are correct does not mean you are correct for everyone's experience. Be open to hearing from other people, to learning from different people's experiences even if you are 100 percent sure you are correct listen to other people and what's the worst that can happen you agree to disagree or you might learn something new which can change your opinion and don't be afraid to change your opinions because it kills me when people come to university and they are so set in stone and it's like honestly you're in a learning environment and you're not willing to learn And also don't feel afraid to share your own opinions, especially if you're doing an arts degree like I was, that's literally what you're there for. In terms of personal growth, this is also a chance to put yourself out there. You don't try, the answer is always no. So try the new things, go to the events, sign up for a class. What is the worst that can happen? I'm trying to think of all the socials I went to. I definitely went to some stuff alone. I definitely just went with the flow because what can happen that's bad if you don't enjoy it it's a funny story if you don't enjoy it you can just go home you can leave at any time you don't owe anything to anyone but if you do enjoy it what do you get out of it embarrassment literally isn't real if people find it embarrassing that's literally just their opinion on the situation if you don't find it embarrassing then it's not embarrassing because embarrassment is a feeling that you feel about a situation like people can't really feel embarrassed for you that's their issue so I don't know, if you do something silly, if you say something silly, if you, you, I don't know, show up to an event late or you're not wearing the right thing, like what's the worst that can happen? So show up to stuff, don't stop following up on things, do it for the plot, do it for you. 
Okay, now we are going to talk about how to be healthy and balanced at university because part of living your best life isn't just going to the social events, isn't just the academics like I've already spoken about and I will speak more about in a second. It's also about living a balanced life and prioritizing your mental and physical health. So I think a big part of this is food and cooking. Whether you live in catered or non-catered accommodation, all of my accommodation was non-catered and if you don't know what that means, that basically is just do you have a dining hall or do you have a kitchen? Or when I was in boarding school, we did have a dining hall, but if you didn't eat at the dining hall, we weren't allowed a kitchen in our rooms. So maybe you just have a microwave. But no matter what, you need to learn how to cook some basic things. It'll help you so much. And then also you will eventually move out of accommodation Uh, like university accommodation or school accommodation and you do need to learn how to cook and you will feel so much better and save so much money if you just know how to cook a couple basic things. I also have a whole episode on this but planning and prepping your meals can be really helpful, save you a lot of time and money at university and school and in that episode I believe, I think it's episode five, um, I get into all the reasons why it's really useful and how it can help you and change your life if you do want to listen to that. And yeah, so if you do have a kitchen in your accommodation, it's super easy. Well, it's not easy, but it's easier to control, you know, how healthy you're eating. And I don't mean healthy in terms of like, you can only eat like whole foods and veggies and, you know, small portions, whatever. Like listen to my meal planning episode if you want to hear my in-depth thoughts about this. But I just mean food that like fuels you and makes you feel amazing. It's not like you can't have chocolate and can't have snacks because is that going to make you feel really good? Is that going to be like a social lovely thing? Yeah, then it does make you feel amazing. Anyway, but if you do have catered accommodation, I would definitely look for some healthy and satisfying snacks and then also just really tune into intuitive eating because if you have food included I know when I was at my boarding school we did you one might be a bit rushed in a dining hall or stressed out with all these people around you and also it might be harder to like figure out when you're full when you're hungry because you might have just like set times so I think it's a really good habit to practice like intuitive eating and try to tune into that and I have mentioned before that this podcast isn't like about physical self-improvement uh there are so many really good podcasts like physical wellness but that is not my area of expertise but I do want to mention there is a really big link between physical wellness and mental wellness you know if you're at university you're in a really lucky position because often there are a lot of gyms there might be student gyms with cheaper prices or you might have like memberships included or just a beautiful campus to walk around so do make the most of that And then also talking about balance, I just want to talk about academic balance and personal balance. So first of all, to be balanced, you do also have to be flexible. And I think this is especially important at university. Things are going to come up quickly and they're going to come up last minute, but you should still take advantage of them. Just because they're not in your plan doesn't mean they aren't meant for you. And, you know, be flexible. This is one of the times in the life where you have to take last minute opportunities. And yeah, have a schedule, but don't beat yourself up for not sticking to your schedule. University, you're also in a really unique position where you have a lot of work, but also a lot of free time. If you get out of university and you have a job, especially a nine to five, you might never, or at least not for a long time, experience this sort of sense of freedom midweek again. So really take advantage of that while you can. Although you have this large amount of work, plan for that and make sure you stay on top of it, which I will get into some strategies for that later. But also, 
you have so much opportunity to travel and do really cool social things not even social just like experiences when I was at Leeds we did a lot of really nice day trips or short trips around the UK so like we went to Bridlington we went to the Lake District music festivals Scotland Manchester and we're pretty lucky because the UK is really well connected and I'm pretty sure like obviously Europe is as well and depending where you're going to university like I don't know how well connected it is but just explore your local area because who knows when you might live in this area again and who knows when you might have this time again like for example I spent so much time exploring Leeds and I honestly found some of the best restaurants and cafes I have ever found and I feel like I know Leeds so well because I had the time to explore it and I could do all these things like on weekdays when things weren't that busy and yeah it's just a really great time in life to take advantage of all these opportunities and yeah so just to conclude this balance part make sure your social life isn't overtaking your academic life but also make sure your academic life isn't overtaking your social life it doesn't have to be 50 50 every day every week but just try at the end of the year to make sure there is an overall balance because some days are going to be 100 percent social some days are going to be 100 percent academic some months might be 100 percent academic and you might have to cancel social plans but at the end of it you want to look back and sort of make sure you've made time for both i really think scheduling in stuff can really help with that and again i have some sort of study academic tips coming up in a couple points which i will get into but for now i really want to talk about the social aspect so let's get into building meaningful friendships at school and university so i have this quote written down and i feel like everyone's heard this quote people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and the quote is exactly how it sounds but here's where it connects to university and school you are gonna meet a lot of people you might meet your best friends i met my boyfriend i have met some of my best friends in my entire life but you are also going to meet some people you really don't like and you're going to meet some people you won't even remember and you're going to meet some people who you just don't get on with you're going to meet the best the worst and everything in between so i just have a couple tips first of all stay nice and stay true to yourself don't bitch or gossip at least not too much because obviously that is part of university and school isn't it but just remember if you put negative energy out there it might come back to you and honestly in university and school things do go back to you whatever you say make sure it is something that you are willing to stand by people will hear it i guarantee that again being nice doesn't mean you have to like everyone do not become a doormat either. People will be flaky, they will be rude, they will be messy, they will be mean, they will be selfish. Stand up for yourself when you need to, but still be polite and true to yourself. Be nice to everyone, especially on first impressions, but you do not need to be friends with everyone. You can set a boundary, and if someone has proved they are not worthy of your friendship, you don't need to be mean to them, but you also don't need to let them ruin your life, basically. I don't know how to put it. What's the word? You don't need to let them interrupt the way you live, if that makes sense. So instead, you want to focus your energy on meaningful connections. And here's how to do that. So it's great to have friends to go out with, to party with, friends you might, you know, go to class with or study with. But meaningful connections are going to be stronger and more fulfilling than any shallow ones that are based on like going out to bars or simply having the same class together. I'm not saying you can't have a meaningful friendship with someone, say you go out with. If you just go out or you just go to class, 
podcast together you're not fostering that meaningful connection so here are some other things you can do to create a deeper friendship I think planning little like friendship dates like coffee dates or going to museums or going to events together are a really good way to foster more meaningful connections you're doing something that is maybe a little bit deeper something where you get to talk a bit more And especially if they're things that you like connect with and value with. So if you love art, going to an art gallery with someone is going to show if you guys like connect on like a more meaningful, deeper level. Or if you're really into sports, playing sports together, all that kind of stuff. You want to see what you value and you want to do those things with people you connect with. And again, I want to clarify, you can build meaningful connections with people you already have just like fun, more shallow connections with. And I don't mean shallow as in like a bad thing, just like in comparison of like shallow connection to like deeper connection and just a reminder this will be hard at the beginning and I feel like when you move to university or school or whatever a couple weeks in you always kind of have this thing where you're like oh gosh I don't really know these people and it feels weird leaving behind these people who you might have known and have really deep connections with for a bunch of people you have shallower connections with but just know connections take time and it'll be okay in the end. If you want to hear more about friendships and deeper connections I am going to be coming out with some episodes on one making friends when you move to a new place and two friendships in your 20s. These will be coming in the next month or so. Do keep an eye out and do follow the podcast. And just getting back to that quote at the beginning, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Now we've looked at lifetime with deeper connections, but a reason or a season means that people might leave. Now people change, people mess up. Some people just aren't for you. Again, a reason, a season. But even if people aren't horrible, sometimes you just have to realize they're not meant for you. So if someone isn't like being horrible to you but you just don't get on with them it doesn't mean you have to keep them as a friend at the end of the day you can have different types of friendships but again you do want to prioritize people who are putting equal value into you as you're putting into them and you don't have to like I don't know quiz them at this every day or like test them but just long term make sure you're not the one giving like 90% and they're giving 10% and if someone isn't the person for you you need to just move on leave it in the past again people are there for a reason or a season or a lifetime and you will find the people there for a lifetime but maybe this person was just there to teach you something and just a reminder with friendships relationships everything but I think this is particularly for university friendships if people don't want to be fixed you can't fix them and you also don't have to be the person to fix them I've just had to restart the camera this is such a long episode but I hope you guys are liking it and my voice is definitely going, I'm gonna have to cut out so much coughing. But again, I hope it's worth it because there is so much value in this episode. So let's get into living in shared housing or dorms. So this is something I've done for ages because I went to boarding school. So I lived with how many people? I think it was a house of 60 people, boys and girls for two years. And then I lived in an 11 person flat in first year. And I also lived in a six person flat in first year. So I've lived with a lot of people and I have a lot of thoughts. And I was actually talking about this with some of my friends from boarding school, how, you know, we learn at quite a young age, like how to live with other people who weren't our family. And some people didn't. So let's get into that because you need to manage your expectations again, because you might not like your housemates or your roommates. They might be messy they might be rude they might be mean there are a lot of expectations out there that they might be your best friends you know you're gonna live with them forever but they also like might not be and I feel like it's okay to say that and it's okay to think that you can only worry about the things you can control so for yourself you just want to be the best housemate and roommate 
that you can be. So my number one tip is just to consider other people when you are doing things because it is a shared living space and I hope that other people do the same. So some of my pet peeves just quickly with shared housing and living with other people, don't use things that don't belong to you even if you clean them up afterwards, especially if you don't clean them up afterwards because like you never know someone's emotional attachment, you never know someone's feelings, just like use your own stuff. And you know, if you have an agreement with someone, if you ask, that's great, but just don't expect that you're allowed to use things that don't belong to you. And it sounds so silly to say, but trust me, people think they can just use whatever's there. Also don't play loud music when people are studying or sleeping, obviously but you'd be surprised people do. And also clean up after yourself. Don't wait for other people to clean up after you. But realistically, like I've said, you can be the best person to live with ever, but not everyone is going to be, not everyone's listening to this podcast and getting all the tips, obviously. So if someone is disrespecting your boundaries, disrespecting your shared living space, speak up for yourself. Again, set boundaries talk to the people that are there so like RAs you know accommodation staff and just be clear about what you want when you are complaining about something you know don't just say you're annoying me say you need to clean up the kitchen it is annoying me that you aren't cleaning up the kitchen be clear. But I really do hope you like your housemates and I do truly believe that a lot of people meet the most amazing people through who they live with. Like I said, I've met the most amazing people that I live with in boarding school. My university housemates weren't as nice, but I do have friends who have met the most amazing people through their housemates. And like I said, I've met incredible people at university as well. And my only advice is if you do find people you love living with, is you don't need to sign contracts right away. And I don't know if this is a UK thing, but people sign their contracts for second year, like after knowing people for like two months and there is always shit, there's always drama. There will always be houses in March, February, April. God, I know friends who got a house in like August. You will be fine. And the other thing is you don't need to live with everyone you like. So if you have 10 best friends, you don't need to live in a 10 person house, like chill out, it'll be fine. And also just because people aren't living with you doesn't mean they hate you. It's just you all don't need to live together. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> We're talking about study habits. So first of all, figure out what motivates you and what environment you like studying in. So for example, some people really like studying with music on or with background noise. Some people need to be in private. Some people are really motivated by being at the library and some people are really motivated by being in their room or in a designated like study desk. But in terms of finding out what motivates you, at times I was really struggling. Um, things that really motivated me were like my end goals. So for example, in third year, looking at the university I wanted to do my master's at really, really motivated me. And I would watch vlogs from that university to motivate me for studying. And this really encouraged me. And I talk about this a little bit in my vision board content, which I talk about, I think on the podcast and my YouTube channel, if you guys are interested, but it's definitely, I think the podcast episode is podcast episode four. I might be wrong, but it's why vision boards actually work is that episode. But some other study habits, some things I really like and I've heard people talk about is productive breaks. So it's good to take breaks from your work, but sometimes if you start scrolling, it's like more distracting than helpful. So sometimes if you do like a productive break, like go on a walk, make some food, make a cup of tea, clean like one thing, like a micro break, that can actually make you feel more motivated and more productive rather than, you know, just doom scrolling for five minutes and going back to your work. And then my favorite study technique, which I discovered in my second year of university was the Pomodoro technique. 
this is basically, and if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. I think you do 20 minutes of work, have a five minute break, 20 minutes of work, five minute break. I think you do four 20 minute blocks and you have these five minute mini breaks. And then you have a, I think it's a half an hour break. Anyway, you have a longer break and you basically like split up your work into chunks and having these mini breaks, if you're really struggling, it is just like a godsend. It helps so much. And if you're struggling, I really recommend trying it. I also cannot recommend enough to-do lists, notion pages, writing everything down in journals. Just in general, write things down. It'll help so much and get it all out of your head and onto a piece of paper. You'll feel so much less overwhelmed. Also plan ahead for deadlines. Know when your deadline season is write it down and know when it's coming up so you don't get surprised and you're not like oh shit I have an essay due next week and something I did when I was doing my dissertation where it really helps if deadlines are getting like really overwhelming is do a word count goal and rewards so I made a big list of I think I had to write like 10,000 words and so I broke that down into the amount of days I had I think it was like every thousand words I'd color it in and then every 3,000 words or something I gave myself like a little reward like I could buy a lush bath bomb or I was going to make cookies and those mini rewards and mini sort of like achievements really really helped and my last tip for study habits is it'll take a while but learn what you actually need to do for classes because you don't need to do everything so you want to use your time wisely and at the beginning it's going to feel really hard towards the end you'll realize you don't need to do every reading or maybe you don't need to read the method section on every paper because you're mainly talking about the discussion and honestly every class you do will be different as you go you'll be able to work smarter and I just recommend like looking out for those opportunities where you can work smarter and this is not like skipping the reading or only reading the introduction and conclusion. It's just like you'll learn what your teachers are actually going to ask you about. And there's no point wasting your like energy on stuff they're not going to ask you about. The next thing is, and this is so big, do not start creating bad habits. And I know it's impossible. I know, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but don't start building things up like letting work build up like we're talking about before you want to know when your deadline season is you want to start preparing well beforehand or skipping meals because you're too busy again meal planning and prepping can help with this but the one we're going to focus on for this example is skipping classes I know in some places attendance counts towards your grade but in the UK at least the universities I've been to it doesn't so it's really easy for people to create a habit of skipping classes because honestly you don't get reprimanded for it however letting bad habits build up can lead to catastrophization and I hope I'm saying that right but catastrophization is basically a cognitive distortion I'm reading it from my computer here so I get it right for you that prompts people to jump to the worst possible conclusion that's basically fancy language for if you don't do it it will seem worse than it is so once you do the thing it will not be as big and bad as it seems if you skip one lecture going to a lecture is going to be so much harder because you haven't been to the lecture but if you just go you'll know it's really not that bad the other thing is you know classes or whatever this habit you're creating is might be important when you least expect it so for example again back to the example of skipping classes I'm going to give some examples in my degree because I just like I don't know why but I refuse to skip class I couldn't believe people were skipping classes and you know I actually said I don't know why I do know why I was paying international fees I really valued the money I was paying for university and I feel like some people it didn't feel real because they were like doing it on a loan but I knew how much money I was wasting if I didn't go to 
a class and so for example one time we got some compensation I think it was for strikes and you had to put in what your attendance was and some people were asking for compensation but they were like oh I only have 30% attendance but when I was asking for my compensation I had like 95% attendance so I got 95% compensation that's a very niche example but also when you get to the end of your degree and you're asking for references or for internships you need to know the teachers they need to know you can show up to say you're going to be a good person to work with and like I said knowing teachers you're going to be working with them in your later years especially when it gets to like theses and dissertations so if you're used to talking to academics if you have confidence talking to people you have confidence talking in like an academic learning environment you might already know the teachers you can like chat I don't know all that kind of stuff you just if you let the habits build up there are all these things that sort of domino effect off it I think in terms of trying not to create bad habits you just really want to focus on deferred gratification rather than instant gratification all these things I'm saying like if you're tired and you're like oh I'll just skip class today again it can build up it can do all these things which I was saying before but if you think about the end of your degree or when you're getting your grade back what is going to feel better than a good grade a good university experience or sleeping in it's probably the deferred gratification rather than the instant gratification so with a lot of these habits like letting work build up you're gonna hate yourself when you get to the end term and you have so much work because you like were going out at the beginning of term focus on the end goal don't be afraid to make a change learn what you like and what works for you whether this is learning environment whether this is living environment whether this is teaching styles you like or classes you like so quickly I want to talk about when I transferred universities I'm going to talk about a couple examples here which will hopefully explain my point this was such a hard decision for me but ultimately it did work out I can say now that I'm at the other end it was the best decision ever but I knew no one who was doing this and I hadn't seen anyone in the UK who had transferred universities because it's not a very common thing in the UK but I knew that the environment I was in from self-reflection from discovering the type of learning I liked I knew that it just wasn't for me and I found a place that was right for me and I worked backwards and I was like how do I get there I reached out I spoke to people I made the hard decisions I had the awkward meetings saying I don't want to be here I need a reference to go to a different university and it all worked out in the end it was scary but I made the change and it worked I promise and here are some other examples of me making the change and it working to hopefully inspire you when I changed housing so in first year I think I mentioned when I was talking about shared accommodation I lived in an 11 person flat and I was just having the worst time it was a mix of a variety of things the flat was really far away the people I lived with were so lovely but it didn't like click super well they had like different like they really liked going out and stuff and I was like not even old enough to go out so it was just was like a different vibe and yeah so I made the tough decision of telling all my flatmates I was like hi I'm leaving and I left and I moved to a different place and it wasn't it wasn't the biggest fix all trust me it wasn't perfect but I felt so much better and then when I went to second year of university I made the tough decision of moving out on my own because I just learned that what I liked was not living with other people who I didn't get to choose who to live with so obviously now I love living with Jake but I chose to live with Jake and I just wanted to pick who I lived with and who I wanted to live with was just me and it was scary again I knew no one else who was doing that at the time but 
I made the change and it really worked out. It was really good for my academics because I could focus on studying. It was really good for my mental health because I wasn't worried about other people. I wasn't anxious about other people being my space. And also I know this is weird, but socially it was really good because I could have friends over. I could host events. I could do all that kind of stuff. And it was great. I also definitely have changed modules. I changed classes when I was in university. For example, I'm thinking about this one third year class I was in and I'd done a politics class before and I loved it. So I signed up for another politics class. I like statistics heavy. I thought it was going to be a lot more about like identity and like sociology politics mix like my last module was, but this was like very numbers heavy. And although I think it would have been a fun class, I by that time knew what worked for me and I swapped and changed to another module and it worked out great. I ended up with great grades at the end. So yeah, although it might be hard and although you can stick through it, I do think it's worth making the change for yourself. And the last thing I want to talk about is teachers. So I have a story, a short one, because this has been a long episode, but in short, I had a dissertation supervisor who let me down a couple times when it was really important, aka my master's applications. They did not show up to a meeting with me right before I was meant to hand it in. And I was just like, I deserve better than this. I am applying for my master's. And there are teachers out here who I know would be better supervisors. And I was like, I don't want to work with someone who let me down. And so frankly, it was hard, but I told the school, I was like, I'm not putting in a complaint, but I just need someone who I can work with. It worked. I got the best grade I've ever gotten on my dissertation. I stood up for myself. And do you know what? I don't think that teacher was angry that I left because frankly, they knew they messed up. I've been telling a lot of stories in this bit, but I hope that makes sense in terms of learn what you want and make the change for yourself because at the end of the day, all you have is you at the end and you don't need to be like easygoing all the time. You need to do what's right for yourself, if that makes sense. So let's quickly wrap up because this has been a long episode and I just want to say a couple key takeaways to kind of like conclude all of this. So first of all, again, don't be afraid to make a change in terms of like housing, in terms of classes, in terms of so many things. Obviously that was a recent point we just spoke about, but also be intuitive and stay in tune with yourself in terms of like health and wellness, but also socially, like who do you want to be and who do you want to surround yourself with? The third takeaway is to make the most of it. This is your only time there. Although you might do another degree or you might do another year of high school, this is your only time in this moment. So make the most of it and don't shy away from things. My final piece of advice is if you could only listen to one thing, don't care about what anyone else thinks. Because after graduation, all you have is yourself. You only have the connections that you made along the way. You only have the grades that you've worked for and you only have the memories that you yourself have made. And I'm sure I said so many embarrassing things. In fact, I know I said so many embarrassing things and I did so many embarrassing things and there are so many things that I would do differently now if I were a university student in this moment but I worked hard I focused on myself and I didn't wait for other people to tell me what to do or to push me in a direction I did it myself and I didn't care what other people thought at the end of the day this has been a super long episode and I hope it was ordered okay and I hope you got something from it and I feel a little bit jumbled and I feel like I'm gonna lose my voice in a second so I hope it turned out okay my brain is like a little bit foggy from the illness so I hope everything made sense but I just want to say thank you so much for listening and despite my 
ill ramblings I hope you got something from this episode I do think there is so much value in it despite all my coughing which hopefully I've cut out but if you did like this episode please do leave a five-star rate and review you can leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts a rating on Spotify and if you're watching on YouTube right now do subscribe and leave a comment and I really hope to see you guys next time do follow the people in progress Instagram to keep up to date and follow the podcast obviously to listen to the next episodes I have dropped some hints about what's coming up and there are lots of exciting things I need to go before I lose my voice thank you so much for listening and see you guys next Monday Oh, 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 oh,